This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. And we are now live with Splash Pages, uh, powered by the Dorkin Podcast Network. The ad was much shorter than I thought it was going to be. Commercial. Yeah, I know. Uh, Deadly Grounds, uh, Tom just sent me that, and uh, actually I'm almost out of coffee, so I need to place an order. Anyway, my <laughs> name is Leo, I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you today. As always, Velvet Joker, how's it going, bud? It's going great. Now I miss the zombie, though. I know, I know. Well, this is, you know, for Mother's Day, you know, it's this, uh, you gotta get coffee for Mama, right? Yeah. You gotta get it when you gotta get it. And if you're going to get it, apparently you should get it at Deadly Grounds. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We're here. We're we're doing Stargirl this evening. And of course, talk about our usual nerd news. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Drew! You're always eating. Don't bother me. I'm still eating. Move on. I'm I'm glad to move on. Jar Jar. I am here. Hello. Trying to center myself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm you I that's a lifetime thing, my friend. That's a lifetime. <laughs> thing. Uh, so, Drew, you brought a guest. Hold on. Now I must center myself. Right, well. thought... <laughs> well, while, while you do that, Jar Jar, you, you change those books out every week, right? I do. I do. I, well, see, this week was Stargirl, and I don't have much Stargirl, but as I read through, or well, Stars and Stripes, as I read through the one through five, there was a lot to do. Well, not a lot to do with Shazam, but and some all-star stuff and like the old school superheroes. So oh, yeah, I threw out it, some of those. They, nice. they the even... Big red cheese. Yeah, they they, they uh, even referenced uh, Shazam as Captain Marvel, which was yeah, 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 and Captain Marvel Junior. Okay, oh, now now I'm ready. True. Okay. I, I think I'm ready now. Okay. Hello, everyone. We are taking a special trip back in time to probably the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. For a gem, much loved. 
And who better to bring than my, one of my favorite star girls, um, Amanda Arroyo, who is right there. Hi. She's very, she's, she'll warm up after time. I'll get there. I'll get yeah, there. Yeah. I'm hanging out with my books. We're, we're all good. Oh, nice. Oh, she has the actual books. Most of us have yeah. online. Yes, she I does. have these. I have a bunch. I actually have a whole drawer full of goodies that we can share. We've got some of these. Oh, nice. Very yeah. And I've... So yeah, lots of fun stuff to talk about today. Sweet. And they uh, re-released the um, uh, the trade with uh, the picture of Stargirl from the DC show as well. Yes, they did. I saw that in the store the other day. I was I have mixed feelings about it, but yeah. it's amazingly misleading because it... well, I just went. Yeah, yeah. we talked no, about that. It's fine. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> but before we do, let's let's talk some, some nerd news. So I, I just want to take one minute to say how hyped I am for the finale of Moon Knight. I need to I say watch it. Shoot your mouth. Okay. Until tomorrow. What are you doing? No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry about the last one. The journey, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to be totally asking it fucked me up. This last episode, you've, like you've I contemplated it. things. It was how did you How did you see it? Well, no, I'm talking about the last episode. Oh, the last episode. Yeah, the last episode yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> Episode five, uh, and, and I was actually thrown off because I thought last week was four, and I'm like, okay, so they got a lot to do in the next two two issues or episodes, but um, yeah. Leo, they still got a lot to do in one episode. I know. Also, Leo, you're a Star Wars fan, so your yeah. movies go four, five, six, and then one, two, three, and then all the others. So we don't talk about it. Apparently, in the galaxy <laughs> far, far away, we don't know math, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, so, you got to do fine. four, five, six, then one, two, three, then seven, eight, nine, then like 4.5. Yeah. And then and like 3.67 and 0.8. And then there's 4.9, I think. <laughs> You know what? The oh, fact that what? you guys took the joke and is actually expanding it. Oh, <laughs> it, it can go on forever. I mean, I'm oh, loving hell, it. Hell yeah. Oh, and then you got all the different versions of, you know, uh, the, the original three. Speaking of that, uh, Amanda, what, what's your what's your favorite Star Wars? So my favorite Star Wars is A New Hope. It gets a little controversial because people always want to say, you know, The Phantom Menace is better or not better, but a better like prequel for like a first story but i feel like if you watch a new hope it's a full like if they never made another star wars from start to finish a complete totally <laughs> and what what version do you like watching well i don't have the originals i wish i definitely did i have just the remasters which are pretty good but i like the original three are my favorite always and now the you prequels know Leo, are... <laughs> and he's gonna hook you up. <laughs> the prequels the prequels no. are all right the new ones are all right but the originals are just oh. there <laughs> yeah well well do yourself a favor and uh okay. google the harmy edition H-A-R-M-Y. Uh, this dude spent... Amanda, write this down. 
<laughs> when they first released, it was four years of his life, but he's actually still working on them. Uh, but it, it's essentially the definitive edition of episodes four, five, and six. Um, uh, was, Amanda, I have to ask, uh, what decade were you born in? Because you just said a lot of people say the Phantom Menace was better than a New Hope. And no. while I, I will begrudgingly say that Jar Jar Binks is my favorite character in all of Star Wars lore, I find that most of the other fans disagree with that and that Phantom Menace is even a good movie. But... But I was born in the year of the prequels. I, oh, I was see, born in 1989. Okay. Those were all the movies we grew up You're with. Those are the, those are the arguments that I've had. <laughs> so you hate all the new movies. I don't, I don't hate any of the movies. I actually enjoy all of Star Wars for Star Wars. They're all something separate. They all tell a really good story, and I like them all. And I've watched them all multiple times. Bravo. Bravo. I just really I like the, the first only ones. one. When I know when I pick a guest, I know. You done good. Thank you. Uh, so so once you go down the rabbit hole of the Harmy edition, you'll learn there's uh there's even more out there. As a matter of fact, there's one called 4K seventy seven. Uh and there's four K what is it? Four K eighty three, which they found an original thirty five millimeter print of the original movies and scanned it to four K. And worked on cleaning it up. It, it's yeah. Leo, it's, I swear, every time we have a guest that loves Star Wars, you become Emperor Palpatine. I just see you. Good, good. Unlimited yes. power. Yeah. Yes, the fan base is getting stronger. Come to the dark side. Learn Pirate Bay. <laughs> yeah, macadamia nuts and such. Um, my son calls me the Darth Mommy, so I'm pretty sure I'm all about the go. Empire. <laughs> also, Leo, can I just say that whenever we have more than it's just us, this somehow gives me like weird Brady Bunch intro feelings, yeah. like a talking heads. I feel like we should just all look at each other and then just end up being the the, the dorkening splash pages. It's just, you know, the big old Brady Bunch intro. You got to come up with a song for it now. Uh, uh, no. Drew. No, thank the nerdy you. bunch. The nerdy, the nerdy bunch. bunch. There we go. <laughs> How about there the dorky go. bunch? The dorky bunch. There we go. There you go. Well, well, off well if you there. watch the Good, good Place, they had the brainy bunch and, and they had a song. <laughs> yeah. And they knew. <laughs> Uh, speaking of good place, I was talking to uh, to Brandon uh, on uh, in chat, and he was talking. We were talking about fan casting, and the okay. nerdy guy from Good Place he fan casted him as Reed Richards. What do you guys think about that? I, I think that's a genius. Cheat uh, the guy who played Cheaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen. I still think some of the best casting would have been. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. I still think, like, you know, that would be great. Um, I still think Michael Chiklis was the best for the thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hands down. Um, I feel like at some point, someone will ask me to watch Joshua Trank's Fantastic Four as a dare. And I would say only if I had two of Jeremy's brownies or at least an entire bottle 
of something strong because the nerd in me would just start drawing string so you can eat a lot <laughs> no, but i feel like it would be the crazy murder room from happy season two they're just string everywhere and it's just look around like this is the best goddamn crazy room i've ever seen so uh, i i made the mistake of watching that before and oh my god that was so bad but uh who the hell made it the 90s Fantastic Four movie. Oh, I was one. talking about the one that they made the albums. The 90s. The, the really cheesy one, Leo? No, 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 no. That was... Uh, who the hell was the director? Was that the Corbin? Yes, Corbin. Yeah, the, like the super camp one that's just horrible. Yeah, the I one they made. I think that was real. It, oh, it, oh, you haven't been on Pluther, have you? I, no. No. Yeah, okay. It, it is real. It's watchable. Well, uh, and it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. No. Who do they got for a bad guy besides Doom? Is it just Doom? Yeah, right? Assume. I don't remember. I think I, Leo, I feel like there are some things I watch that I see them and they're so horrible. My mind builds like a wall. Like, I love it, but you never watch it again. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, it's something that they made just to, like, keep the uh, the uh, the rights to um, Fantastic so, Four. Leo, I need to say this because I need to thank you because you put on Plex PCU. And, and, <laughs> Pluther. Pluther. Uh, Pluther. You put on Pluther. I'm sorry. You put, uh, sorry. I, I plex Pluther. I got them mixed up. Yeah, I was confused um, for a second. There. Yeah. Uh, Pluther, you put on PCU, and I damn near lost my mind. I love that movie. And just watching it now, I just keep thinking, wow, this world that they predicted has come true. And... And I'm just like, look, you're, you're, you're watching the movie, you're seeing Jerry Piven, and you're like, flashes of Ari Gold and Entourage. Just <laughs> genius. I just rewatched re uh, Entourage. <laughs> there you go. So I just, I'm just seeing it, and I just keep thinking, we didn't deserve this movie, but God, it's so good. Um, so thank you. Because oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. you know, the second that I think we dropped it in the in the chat, they're like, "Oh, PCU's on." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, bye." <laughs> An hour and a half of of worthiness, and and now I know because it's funny because when I went to purchase, I was just like, when I went to SUNY purchase, I watched PCU and I was like, "Wow, someone made a a, a movie about our school," um, and then. And then later on, I was like, no, someone made a, a movie about the world 10 years later. And it's <laughs> way, way too accurate. So if anyone has no idea what I'm talking about, please find this comedic wonder gem and enjoy <laughs> that it has become a documentary the way that idiocracy has become a documentary of how dumb we're all getting. So yeah, that, and, and, uh, back to the news, Leo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick, uh, if you're waiting to see Doctor Strange 2, uh, oh. avoid the interwebs. Some major, yeah, major spoilers. How bad? How bad? Oh, I'm bad. not even looking. Are we talking like sinking the Titanic bad? 
Like, did yeah. you? Oh, wow. You read them, man? No, no. no I, I, I watched the scene. Oh. Oh, wow. you watched that? Why would you Leo, do that? Because it was, I wanted to. I <laughs> Leo, if Indiana Jones told you to like, keep oh, your it's eyes Reddit. shut, it's Reddit. <laughs> Leo, oh. you, you, if, if, God damn it, man! Didn't you see Raiders? You keep your eyes shut, Marion. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it's, it, yeah. I'm not gonna say what it was. Um, just watching the scene, just even a screen cap of the the scene. Like if you just like, like uh, I, I posted it in in chat for uh somebody that likes the spoilers there was somebody else there i'm like oh shit because like as soon as i posted it like the the thumbnail like had the (laughs) the big spoiler and i'm like shit okay i deleted it and said if you want to see it let me know and i'll send you i I need i need to confirm this so this was not on we got this covered.com right this is a legit this is yeah, this is like, this is a legit, and it seemed to be an internal leak because it was uh, not in a theater. Okay, it was like filmed from I don't know if it was somebody's computer or or widescreen TV or something like that, uh, but crystal clear, uh, full scene, full. Um, as we know, there's going to be a lot of cameos, so it was like major spoilers of some of the cameos. So can I can I just ask everybody bets on who Bruce Campbell will be? Because I that's who I'm hoping. And I have to say, fingers crossed, since we're dealing with a multiverse, if I see Sam Raimi Mysterio, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. I'm perfect. I don't care to see him as Ash. No. I saw enough of that in Ash versus Evil Dead. I want to see Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. That's it. I'll, I'll be good. I, that's that's me. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but well, let's do a roundtable. What's everybody hoping for in uh, Doctor Strange? That it's good. <laughs> that's that's my my extent of my like expectations these days. I, I loved Spider Man, which was really good because uh, I hadn't liked the two before it. So th- that was a good jump because I didn't like their Mysterio that they uh, really I-, I want I wanted I wanted the the movie magic Mysterio I don't know <laughs> I wanted comic book Mysterio I wanted it, it, you know, it, was, it was movie magic but no it, it, it was no, it was, was, was kind of like Mandalorian or not Mandalorian uh uh, no, that's Mandalorian. Uh, ben Kingsley, friggin'. Um, oh yeah, how he was the Mandarin and then he wasn't the Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt about it. Okay. That, that, that redemption arc happened in Shang Chi, Jeremy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They brought me back. Don't worry. I, I, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, it makes sense now. Now I'll go back and watch. Friggin they Sopranos you. And be like, this is good. <laughs> So they said you did the Sopranos to you. You they, you were out. They pulled you back in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> uh, what about you, Velvet? What are you uh, wishing that they do in Doctor Strange? Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to go in with no expectations. I want to be surprised. I, I, I that's the way I roll these days. And and that's you know, what you did. I don't for have to see it right away. I'll see it 45 days after it comes out. And 
unless something magical happens on Pluto before that. Um, hey, you know that. You know, listen, I, have- I've 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 grown accustomed to enjoying the it in my home where I can pause it and pee and have Thank as you. many insane snacks or hamburgers at the same time as I would like. Amen. And you know the safety of your own home. You know, it's just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you need to wear that. pants to watch it. <laughs> That's you right. Know? That, which is always a bonus. Um, you guys have no idea what's going on below my waist right now. I, you know, what, please I wish I could that turn way. the right I, way to look. Listen, there are, <laughs> Velvet. I will say this as nicely as possible. There are some circuses I don't need to go to. So yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Jeremy's in the mood in the room. He's a very sexy guy. You know, well, the redheads. You know, you gotta yeah. Thumbs up to you, right? Um, I can almost do it. Uh, you're almost there. Look at that. That's physical therapy for you. Look at that. Nice. That's progress. And, um, <laughs> what about you, Amanda? Are you? What are you hoping for, Doctor Strange? Well, I'm big on tying in and not doing things for no reason. So I would kind of like to see Multiverse of Madness bring in a lot of what went on through WandaVision and bring in their kids and bring in more of that storyline. That's true. I think a lot of people are thinking that. And Leo, no, let me why guess. why would you put them there for no reason? Leo, <laughs> there has to be Mephisto. <laughs> if they don't do Mephisto, they're going to let so many people down. Uh, and I, I, I was re- a mute. The children like are shards of his soul, so it is a possibility. Yeah, but I think they're going to use him in the spinoff with Agatha. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. We're yeah. we're, we're going to at least get one or two mutants, right? Like that would be. I mean, we know Xavier's in it, of course, because well, or a version of Xavier. But mm-hmm. yeah, will, will Harry Potter be Logan? Knew it. Well, Martin, cool. What about Tom Cruise? No. Tom Cruise has. Oh, uh, Iron, Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iron Man. Speaking cool. of. Uh, I'd be okay with it, but I want it to make sense at least. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Harry Potter, on a separate note, did anybody see the Weird Al trailer? I yeah. saw it today. I'm so with it. <laughs> they Do released you- it. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer. I saw a screen cap from it. He looks so like Weird Al. But have oh, you watched uh, Daniel Radcliffe in his latest shows? No. Uh, he's so shows. good. Yeah. Um, what the hell is the name of the show? It's a comedic show he was on not too long ago that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so it, he played it's... a priest in the Old West. Well, that's the third season. Uh, each season is a totally different storyline, but with the yeah. same actors. Uh, yeah, that's. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. It's the one where Steve Buscemi like is an anthology kind of thing. Oh, no, I actually, Leo, I think I saw a preview that on Hulu today. Uh, Leo, I, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking yeah. of that one where uh, the Steve, Steve Buscemi plays God and stuff, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I gotta check that, out. that is the name of the show. Good uh, mi- miracle workers. There you miracle go. Workers. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the first season, um, Steve Buscemi plays God. Um, second season, <laughs> I think it's like medieval times. It was, and then the and, third season was the Old West. Yes, it is hilarious. Oh my God, so good. But that third season is the funniest season. 
I think they're all pretty good. He uh, was in that Swiss Army Man too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did also yeah, Guns right. Akimbo too. That one where he was oh, in yeah. his robe, guns nailed to his hand and slippers. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in, in Horns. Yeah, that was like... Uh... I got to read that book. I love that author, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Just such a good job. Um, um, but seriously, guys, if you get a chance, it's it's looking really good. And it's funny because I think I, I read something... Thank you, Tom. Tom Grizzly. Um, that he gave, Weird Al gave Daniel Radcliffe an accordion, like as a present. Mm-hmm. And I'm nice. just thinking like, and not only that, but Weird Al also taught him how to play it. <laughs> so not only do you get a Weird Al accordion, but the man himself teaches you how to play it. Like, what a life. <laughs> Uh, the only other news items that I had on my list, um, Marvel is stating that Loki caused the Spider-Man No Way Home spell mishap. What? No, Peter did that. Uh, no, the, the events in Loki. The, the events in Loki allowed for the spell mishap in No Way Home. So the big timeline split? Yeah. But I was confused. I thought that because um, of Loki, that's what created Marvel's What If, which I yeah. now must watch before I see the movie on Saturday. I think we're going to find out that that split really, obviously triggers everything. Because uh, yeah. I'm triggered. You know, yeah, I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out in a couple days. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very triggered right now. <laughs> So uh, there was something really awesome that Drew brought my attention to. Uh, there's a George Perez tribute cover. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. This is, look oh, how nice. gorgeous oh, that wow. is. That is gorgeous. So DC is going to be releasing a uh, tribute art as a Dark Crisis finale variant. Uh, there's going to be... so. All the characters have different artists in this. Um, so, for instance, the monitor and anti-monitor is by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. Uh, Trigon is Todd McFarlane. The Spectre is Alex Ross. Really Alex Ross. Uh, Vigilante is Dave Gibbons. Um, mm-hmm. The, the artwork Walt Simonson is in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, Dark Seed is uh, Walt Simonson. There you go. Dark Side. Yeah, side. Yeah, you, 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 you've been pronouncing things weirdly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm I've not been... gonna allow dark seed to go. Yeah, dark seed. That's how I've always said it. Yeah. What? Uh, what I next? The last Titans. Okay, so uh, Supergirl by Gary Frank. Titans. Uh, the Teen Titans, also Deathstroke, and George Prez by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. That's perfect. Nice. Nice. It's nice. nice. And he's drawing Titan's Tower, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, the the amount of love that he's been getting is just so great, especially considering his condition. And it's just, you know, I I keep seeing the updates. Uh, He's in hospice right now, but he's, you know, good spirits. But, you know, um, 
it's just it's so crazy you know is it marvel that's doing the character for him somebody i heard something that there's a character that's uh being done in his honor of sorts maybe i'm wrong on that i'll look it up but I thought I read it the other day. But I'm definitely going to pre-order that cover just to have because that's oh hell yeah. Like I'm sorry, yeah. and I'm gonna like I, like I said, I'm going to my comic shop and I'm gonna say, guys, I, I need to pre-order this. I don't care how much it is. I've got a copy. <laughs> it's stunning. I told you guys yeah. I picked up the JLA Avengers reprint, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is it? Uh, it's. I mean, we read it before. It's still amazing. So it's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just. It's packed away. It's. it's uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no point in bending that spine, right, Leo? Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Oh, listen. The second I got that signed by everybody, including George, back in the day. Oh, I. 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 The second <laughs> Kurt Busiek signed it, I was like, "This is one of the rare sealed." nobody reading this in the Um, books that shall never be opened (laughs) exactly (laughs) they're they're not ending that one out huh Drew oh no 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 no. especially that George signed it oh yeah nope (laughs) hell no that's awesome actually no I take that back fuck no better (laughs) Um, but Leo you said um Something about the death of the Justice League, right? That's happening right now, right? Uh, it happened. Uh, so let's see. Let me... Uh, <laughs> I actually brought it up. Uh, so if you're out of the loop of comics, uh, so this is issue 75 of Justice League. It is the death of the uh, Justice League. And uh, here's the death panel of the uh, of the Trinity. It's very. Uh, this is very referencing how the Flash died in Crisis on Infinite Earths because he had yeah. that that multiple panel deterioration. Um, that's an interesting homage. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's an awesome book to read. Definitely, uh, I don't want to spoil okay. anything for anybody, but that that. Page has been floating around the interwebs. Um, but for and, that to happen last week, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything following it this week. I mean, we have, uh, let's see, for DC. So what you're telling me is death does take a vacation. So that's good It, it does. And it turns into Batman Day. Uh, so so uh, this week, uh, Batman 123, Batman Beyond, Neo Year 2, Batman Killing mm-hmm. Time, mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Knight Detective Volume 6. Oh, my God. Damn. Flashpoint Batman. So many. Dark Knight. Yeah. Lord. Yeah, seeing Legends, that just got canceled. I know. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, and uh, Wonder Twins got canceled also. Did they really? Our show? Yeah. Really, before it even got started. Yeah. Well, the, the new um, uh, the new people taking over for... Uh, DC. DC. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, a lot of things on the are getting canceled. Well... Uh, it's funny because when they were like, oh, Batwoman's getting canceled, I was like, people are still watching that? Like, yeah. really? Like, that's still a thing? 
Um, but and I, I feel like you can't get paid too mad um, that Legends, I mean, Legends had seven seasons. That's pretty great. And it was consistently pretty good the whole time. You know, I think the only one that was kind of eh was the first season because, you know, their Vandal Savage sucked. Well, I'm just convinced DC wants to step away from the CW shows and work more on like what they did with Peacemaker for HBO. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Peacemaker we're, was amazing. We're, we're, this is a pro. It was hilarious. Yeah, they build off of that. They... But we do nothing. But we will say that we here at Splash Pages do nothing to fish. 100%. <laughs> nothing to fish at all. Nothing. We eat fish. But we don't. Namor does something to fish. You know, it's interesting, Drew, um, and I'm curious of uh, everyone's perception. Um, I was reading an article that's saying that DC is really, um, they're pulling more toward the older market and they don't seem to be marketing it more to kids anymore. And uh, that could actually, well, number one, that's going to inspiration to have kids go to different markets besides DC, whether that be independent and such. And I think that's what the sales are reflecting right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's kind of shocking that they're still not doing multiple levels of storylines, that they're only reflecting on the people that are teenage and above. I'll let, I mean, I could say something, but I'll let someone else talk because I feel like I'm monopolized. I, mean, I feel like this box is slowly enveloping <laughs> each of the multiverses here. So. <laughs> Personally, I think CW has been really, you know, losing it over the past, you know. I don't watch any of those shows. Yeah, I, I, I dropped off myself as well. It, it, it A was... lot of them just started strong and then just slowly dimmed out and disappeared. <laughs> yeah, like Arrow, first four seasons were amazing. Uh, um, I would say the first two, maybe. Well, um, the same Leo. with you know Supergirl and Flash and they they all um, have the same tropes. So it's just we don't trust somebody in the group. And it's fucking well, well, that's it, really it. Like I, I think the you know definitely the the long running series of like twenty six episodes a season yeah is is dying out. Yeah, you know you look at shows like you know. Um, uh, Superman and Lois, or is it Superman and Lois? Or yeah, Lois? yeah, Superman, Superman and Lois. Lois. Yeah, that show rocks. It, it, it's what, like 10 episodes a season or 12 episodes mm-hmm. a season. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they pack in so much story into an episode, and it, it's quality, you know. With, with Well, if you notice, that's one of the few that's not canceled. <laughs> oh, boom. Yeah. It's, you know, focus on quality rather than, you know, fluff. Yeah. I, I think it's just what it also comes to is like the shows that embrace the weird are just fundamentally going to keep going. Like, I mean, let's, we're, we're talking weird shows, Doom Patrol. Doom just completely embraces the, the absurdity of their characters. And it's amazing. It is the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> watch like honestly i was watching i think the first season and as it got progressively weirder i i I felt like that quote in free guy i was like is this what recreational drug use feels like (laughs) speaking of doom patrol (laughs) in the issues of star girl that we read was that uh robot's head in a box 
Oh, we're talk- are you talking? Are you talking no. robot? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think box. so. I think a lot of those are just parts of Stripe that he's building yeah. from yeah. who he got it from originally. Got it, so, got it. Yeah, mind you, I did love all the freaking... I, I didn't fully love the story, but I loved all the name drops throughout the stories. Uh, it's just it's like, a, oh. Like, Jeremy, it, it's definitely worth continuing because the yeah. series... Like, it, I think, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, it was only... It was a short series. It... it only last like 13, 14, 15, like, because eventually she transitioned into JSA. Yeah, so Stars and Stripes was doing so Stars and Stripes are just these these two books. This is the whole entire series of Stars and Stripes, and then after this, she goes into working with the JSA, and then um, mm-hmm. it goes into after Star the Starman series where she gets the rod from Jack. Yep. True story. Yeah, it was only um, 15 episodes. That's why we were reading this. I was like, Starman, god damn it, Drew. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how much uh, this story pulled from the um, the TV show. Um, quite a bit. Or, or was it vice versa? Which one yeah, came I'm, first? Or, yeah, vice versa. Well, they, they were both <laughs> Jeff Johns, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think Jeff so Johns produced the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a lot like the show. And so Jeff Johns actually least. made Courtney after his sister. So she's like one of his like near and dear characters, and that's why he puts so much into the books themselves, and why he's putting so much work into the show. Mm-hmm. That's I have so to say, sad. I wanted to smack her the first few pages, be like. You're going to be a superhero. Pull it together. But that, that's yeah. how she's supposed to be. She's know, one of those. Still. She's one of those brat. bratty characters that didn't even want to be a superhero. She just wanted to make her stepdad mad and then just kind of got stuck into this saving the world situation. Pat, Pat have to deal with and, that. And bullshit. it's interesting that she's got the, the belt and not the staff at this yeah, point. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, yeah, the belt yeah. is where she gets her powers from originally. In the comics, she only really flies with the star rod itself. All her mm-hmm. strength and everything comes from that cosmic converter belt, which was originally Sylvester's, which was the first star strength spangled kid. Because right. he didn't have a star rod either. I'm not caught up in the show. Do they ever bring the belt into it? Um, no, and I wish that they did because it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get to that in a minute. Um, she has a belt in her costume, but it, in the show, but they don't show any significance of it being linked to her powers. Um, but like I said, it's for me, like, it, it's funny because you're, you're reading this and it really does feel like it's very much a comic of its time. Um, but <laughs> Oh, it's super you know, 90s. <laughs> oh, very nice. I mean, it's funny because one of my favorite moments is it's actually in 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 one where she's at a funeral and she ends up saving ted knight who we see uh speaking to pat dugan because you know two old timers and whatnot and i remember she says something uh if you buy me the new backstreet boys album and she's the album just a cd i won't tell them how i almost just saved your ass and i was just like 
Backstreet Boys CD. I'm done. Like this is. <laughs> but that that's something that Courtney pulled on a regular basis. Like even in the beginning, when she wanted to be the superhero, and Pat was like, "No more." She was like, "How about you're gonna stay out of my way, or I'm gonna tell mom about the pit stop." Mm-hmm. Now, now, did that happen between issues three and four? Because I felt like I missed something between issues three yeah, and four. So, like, she yeah, came so, back and was hanging out with the JSA, and I'm like, what? There's a there's a jump that takes place actually in the JSA series that's not in Stars and Stripes. So you have, like, the first two stories, which is um, – Stars and Stripes and then True Colors and then you go into a JSA arc that's not in this book and then it picks up after that. Yeah, so that's the one where uh, Jeremy, she, Courtney and Jack because he was still active at that time end up joining the JSA in trying to stop um, uh, Mordrew the Dark Lord from uh, basically eliminating the new Doctor Fate. Okay. they went from the very 90s Dr. Fate with the the onk on his face and the super 90s armor back to the classic, a.k.a. Hector Hall. So it was, I think it was Hector Hall because Carter Nelson moved on. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. But no, Jeremy, you, you're not alone. Even rereading this because it's been a long time. I was just like, God, Courtney, could she be any more dramatic? Um, but, but, but then again, her principal also. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> well, the principal being lower. Well, her principal. The thing about her principal oh, wait, and the main character. Superboy, is- right here. He he makes a. He says something. I'm like, oh wow, you can't say that anymore, Superboy. He's dropping like wicked derogatory <laughs> terms. I'm like, Superboy, take it back. <laughs> it was the Young Justice era. I mean, look, I mean, look at the costumes, man. You got, um, you know, he's he's we're still wearing the jacket. That's Arrowlet. That's impulse, right? Oh, <gasps> uh, right. Yeah. Like, I was loving all of these characters pop up. I was like, I read all the impulse. I think I have the whole series. That's great. Yeah, no, this was this was a good little cameo because then eventually they come in later for another arc. So this was like a nice introduction. Like, we know you exist. You know we exist. <laughs> I, well, that's what I liked best about this is like you start off and you know she's in the world with all these other heroes and i'm like that's good they should do that with the shows and stuff like that well like maybe not drop them right in but name drop them yeah well that's what kind of made me upset about the star girl series because as soon as you saw the series on cw and you saw star girl i'm like but where's the home of the kid flash sign yeah like that's that's key like oh yeah as point, soon as i saw that, that i was like oh even cool. exists is because it's home of the kid flash otherwise it'd just be like a blimp on the map <laughs> right and then it, it's the same thing like me and amanda have discussed it that we felt that the star rod should have came in later like it did in the comics because just establishing it there, it's like, okay, cool. It, it just kind of takes away the building of the character. You know? But not even that. Look at this original storyline though for the cart the the comic. You see, you know, the principal is working for the Dragon King and you mm-hmm. see all these students are disappearing and then coming back as like these sleeper agents in these costumes. Like all of this would have been really, really good for the first season of the show and for some reason they didn't use any of it. 
Which is also funny because you had like Jeff Johns is, was one of the main writers, uh, you know, show producers. You had James Robinson writing some of the scripts. I mean, you had people who know these characters. Um, you yeah, know. but I think a lot of it was the push for the CW to make it a Star Girls series and not a Stars and Stripes series. Yeah. Um, well, also with DC, we don't know what happened behind the uh, the, the scenes. So as, as we know, and, and probably the reason why there's been such a big shakeup in there is, is we know a lot of DC items have been kiboshed or messed up because of you know higher ups you know mm-hmm. that the suits get in and say oh we, we need we need this in it for to grab the younger audience or to uh to sell toys or whatnot you know yeah right. and this he doesn't have the stepbrother his uh pat's son apparently is older and they don't have a good relationship uh, no they don't well he's well that's also another thing that should have been it would have been a perfect end of season one twist for pat's son to automatically show up instead of being in the series the whole time and because he is zachary levi showed up oh <laughs> Because he, he's a decent character in the comics, and they kind of just did stupid things with him in the show. <laughs> and then on top of it, you know, I mean, like I said, I feel like the story really establishes... I didn't like the Solomon Grundy, by the way. Uh, well, yeah. it, it, was, it was one version of Solomon. The thing being yeah. that every time it's always been something different. And it's funny because later on in Starman, the series, they actually have an issue where they 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 explain that, like the the different incarnations, and it's it's mm-hmm. like again, it was like to learn that it was like wow, that's really cool that every time he comes back, it's someone different, but they're all dead. Um, yeah, but this, I really this... loved how they used this whole series to bring in the Marvels. <laughs> yeah. And then also they would use this to also kind of both be a reminder of what happened to Sylvester Pemberton, who again was a classic golden age uh, hero. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see, um, uh, and then you also have things like the Seven Soldiers of Victory is name dropped. You meet Doctor Occult. Well, yeah, Doctor Occult. Oh. You know, and then you even have Shiv created Shiv. here. Yeah. You know, it's well, just... Shiv is one of my favorite villains. She's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you were. and and the 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 show kind of did Shiv. I feel like better than they did Courtney. So, <laughs> mm. which is which is again the writers, the actress who plays Courtney, uh, Brett Basinger. She's oh, great. She's, she's really good. She's great. She's wonderful, and it's just that do something with that outfit. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a Hydra type thing. It's I just super keep, like I I, don't I just know. see her hair and I'm like, look at this wannabe rogue over here. <laughs> you know, like some X-Men evolutions stuff going on right there. You know. Um and it's also funny because I kind of agree with Jeremy, like I think it's just the way it's drawn, because I'm used to, you know, gigantic long Halloween grundy. Yeah, this just a, yeah. A behemoth, poppy, yeah, squirrely. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Yeah, but also on top of it, it was funny because you know this was about the whole. This was a tie-in to another DC storyline, which was, I believe, the Spectre declaring war on all the magic in the DC universe. 
So you had everybody dealing with that. Um, so that's why, you know, you see Grundy has been resurrected. You got the Marvels because of Shazam. Um, and it's just, I, again, I love that they, they, that they introduced Sylvester and how he died and they explain it in a really good way, but it, it becomes a lesson to Courtney. Like Courtney, you have to understand this is not a game. People can die. I, and, I really did like that part. Like it was like, you know, people die in this world. Like this is not your kid. It's a comic book, but like people are going to die at the end of this. It's yeah. And, and you can see that panel like Leo flip the next one. You know, you can see in her, um, in her face, right there, that she realizes it, and it's just—it's yeah. a small moment, but it's really poignant. And I feel like it's one of those rare moments, at least in the beginning, where Pat was like, "Courtney, I'm—I'm I'm not just being annoying. I'm trying to protect you." Um, and it's just—it uh, was, you know. I mean, again, like I said, it was it was it was really great because again, Pat is not trying to be a jerk. He's he's actually trying to look out for her. She's just a teenage girl. So she, you know. Well, it's not everything. just that. He also really feels deep down that she's not ready. Like she even says it when she calls. Um, who does she call? When he calls. Um, who's Jack's father? I don't remember his name. Uh, Ted. Ted Knight. Yeah, oh, when yeah. he. Okay, so when he calls Ted right after she has her first indication with the suit and he's explained to him, the first thing he said is like, well, she's no hero. Like, he, he doesn't think that she has it in her. So it's not even just protecting her. It's more of like, she doesn't have what it takes. She's going to get herself hurt. Well, it's also funny that, like, again, the connection to the belt is a good connection to Starman. And it was just, I, again, it's, it's something I feel was kind of missed in the show. I mean, they did name drop Ted in the first season, um, which I love. But, you know, the, I just, for me, I just don't like it when you do Easter eggs and then they go nowhere. Cause it's like, why yeah. mention them in the first place? Right, right. Oh, and I really dug they uh, they pulled out an old one. Uh, she said she was when her belt was malfunctioning. She said, "Oh, I wish I had like a dial H for hero." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And I like how she keeps like those things never break, and I'm like, um, fun story. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what um, you don't realize is the reason why her belt is malfunctioning is because it's still figuring out that it's not working for a guy anymore. That's a weird thing too, that it changes because of male to female. Well, well it's, it's, a, it's a cosmic converter belt, so it converts energy. So I guess it depends on what type of energy you're giving off is what it's converting. And Jeremy, they had similar things. Uh, the same, a similar thing happened when Jack Knight gave Courtney his star rod. You know, she it had to be attuned to her, so that's why it works specifically for her. You know, and then later, of course, they modify. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, they are things of science, so. Yeah, you know, but like I think the cool thing is that you have the the where you see the thing can shoot stars, and yeah, uh, and it's such a cool effect. But Grundy is like, oh, that's cute. Uh I'm gonna still snap (laughs) it. What a dick. 
Yeah, see, there you go. And he's just like, yeah, oh, so, okay. So she uses those stars to save the entire Justice League by herself, but that's just minor details. I feel like Amanda's biased to Stargirl. <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought the only thing salty was what I made to dinner tonight, but damn. <laughs> Excuse me, I put adobo on it. Thank you very much. So, you know, I was a white person who used spice. So thank you. you know. So you used too much. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> moving on. And, and those were just old potatoes, Drew. They were not. You know what, Leo? They actually were good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat Irish, so I know how to handle potatoes. But back to back the I'm growing a little, little butter, sour cream, touch of chive. Sour cream. Um, I just thought it was also really funny seeing um, Robin and Superboy and Impulse undercover. And it, it, to me, I was just like, and nobody, nobody questions it. You know, they're like, oh, these guys, okay, whatever. And then, you know, they're undercover, and then you have the the three female characters of the show, they're in the swamp and they hate it. And it's just, again, it, I think what I liked about this, everything felt real. Because sometimes you read yeah. comics, they're talking about youth, and it's kind of, it's kind of like when you're watching Home Alone, it's entertaining, <laughs> but you're like, there's no kid in the world that talks like this. Like Kevin is a kid, but he's talking like an adult. Like yeah. these kids sound like, teenage superheroes i mean yeah their problems are a little bigger than the average superhero but like they're still gonna bitch and complain and and poke fun at each other and get distracted um yeah i did love this because that's clearly something that the show did with the janitor yeah. being justin so mm -hmm. you know uh i was like oh one of the good nods from the show <laughs> so, uh, so there were a couple just not as much as there should have been <laughs> Right. So, what was the janitor supposed to be? Like a, a cameo of somebody? He's yeah, supposed Sir, to be from Se Seven Soldiers of Victory. Yeah, the Sir watch Justin, the, the, the Flying Knight. I watch Stargirl. No, no, no. I mean, in the comic. Yeah, he's, he's the Shining Knight. Okay, he's the Shining Knight, Sir Justin. Spoiler alert. Gotcha, gotcha. The one with the horse. <laughs> The one with the Pegasus. So in Stars and Stripes, um, Sylvester, the original Star Spangled Kid, did a lot of his work. Instead of in the series where it's with the JSA, he did a lot more with the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Kid Colt. Well, I, I, and it's funny because, like, I can speak for myself. Like, I learned of Courtney through Starman because they're in my quest to acquire every cameo or whatever that Jack Knight was ever in. Um, there was a, a Stars and Stripes issue zero, which takes place between issue eight and nine. So unfortunately we couldn't cover it. Um, yeah. Even though I tried so hard, but it would have been really confusing um, to, to see it. Um, they do talk about the Seven Soldiers, and they really summarize it. And that was co-written by um, James Robinson, who did the the Starman stuff. And it's 
again, what I just love about this thing is that it, that it really is, as Ted talks about, legacy. You know, this is about an old, a new hero carrying the legacy of another character. And I think that in some ways, I think DC might do legacies better than Marvel does. Um, because I feel like no one really kind of dies in that regard in Marvel. I mean, you have had people pick up where other people left off, but I feel like DC does legacies so well. Yeah. And well, Marvel, just, nobody really stays dead. That's <laughs> true. Um, you know, and, there, and it's funny because there would be a time when Courtney would meet Sylvester. So <laughs> she, she would have that, that moment of meeting him, and it's, it's just like crazy. You know, but this was thoroughly enjoyable to me. So I, like I said, I can't really say much more than that. Uh, so let, let you guys talk. <laughs> uh, well, I thought it was a fun read. Uh, you know, I, I've watched only a couple episodes of Stargirl. Uh, I need to go back and watch it. But yeah, yeah, this is, uh, you know, um, I love his, his work. This is uh uh, and it's um, my mind's mush right now. I apologize. <laughs> Did you art? I didn't send you any brownies yet. No, not yet. <laughs> He'll get there. Uh, so, so who who is the artist in this? Uh, Lee Moder. Yeah, I, I, I have to it's say, fun. It's very. Yeah, I I like it. I just sometimes the the style throws me off a little. Like it's one of those where I enjoy it, but sometimes there are moments that are a little too cartoony. Like well, just, I think it's because it's supposed to be such a youthful book. It's supposed to have that cartoony feel because you're supposed to be flipping through it and be like, okay, these are kids. Maybe this is for kids. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's not for kids. And I think it's supposed to give you that kind of vibe. Okay. What about, what do you think, Velvet? Um, I think I'm a little old for the storyline. Uh, like you said, it's yeah. very it, it, kid. It, it, and uh, it, I mean, it, it, the story feels CW oriented. Um, mm-hmm. While I found it um, ha- having more depth than the show, uh, which I think Mandel will agree that she seems to uh, concur with that quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, they they exactly. definitely pulled a lot of stuff from this storyline into the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, which I find fascinating as well. But um, in general, I mean, it was an okay read. Um, I'm glad we read it, uh, but. Honestly, you gotta probably... get into this. You gotta get into the second book when she gets a little bit older and more serious. I think if you really want to appreciate her prior to Stargirl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, I might have to delve a little deeper for me to get really intrigued. With her. Um, I would agree to that. Amanda, what what initial did you were you aware of her straight from her inception, or did you catch on later? And at what point did that make you don the costume? So I got into her through her JSA ties. So she does a lot in, like I said, I have the JSA book that this is the first one I got that she appeared in, which is the next league, which has a whole bunch of stuff. But she did a lot of um, JSA work already as Stargirl when Mm -hmm. she already has the Star Rod. And then it just kind of backtracks from there. Okay, and was then she was a young female when you were up coming up becoming a teenager is is that what appealed to you or what 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 made you gravitate toward her 
that she she's comes from kind of a broken family that well a puzzle piece family her father you know isn't really around neither is mine she's got a stepfather figure that I kind of related to because I had kind of that growing up and a lot of that a lot of like I guess the bratty things that she does are things that I could have seen myself doing at her age and that's kind of why I like it Now, was there a, a, I know Legends of Tomorrow covered the JSA at one point. Was there Stargirl in that? Yeah. Yeah, she was played by, hold on, I have. Yeah, Leo, she was in there, but but they didn't really she was do played, much. She was played by her. <laughs> yeah. She had the photo oh, ready. Okay. Oh, that's a horrible belt. Yeah. They didn't do any. They didn't do anything with her belt. They didn't do a lot with her character in the spinoff at all. She was there, there very briefly. There was maybe like one brief interaction with her and um, Firestorm that they wound up not even using for the show. That was probably the only good interaction that they had in the filming. She wasn't then, important to their storyline. And then the Star Rod was just no. Um, no. and, uh, yeah. I, I think the best introduction to her in live action before the series is probably the Smallville arc. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which was written by Jeff Johns. Funny enough. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I, I forgot what that was called. Like, she was absolute justice. Yeah, I don't yeah she was in one. Smallville. There was a whole JSA arc. We had you had the Hawkman. You had. Um, Sylvester, not Sylvester. You had um, Doctor Fate. It was Doctor. You did have Sylvester, but he dies. So then, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, so you know, guys, is crap. Yeah, it was. It was one of those kind of mid-season finale episodes. I know this is one of the few Smallville I actually watched. No offense. I think it was like a two. I think it was like a two-parter, like one at the end of one season and one at the beginning of the next yeah. season, and then that was it. It was. He was in Metropolis. He basically they did the oh the JSA were prominent and then they got forced out and then you know they were operating in the shadows and you know coming back together because because um, Sylvester who was essentially an amalgamated version of Sylvester Pemberton and Jack um, Starman yeah. you know. Um, he dies and then it kind of unites them all together and then Clark figures out and then he's finding their fate and da na 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 and then the bad guy was the icicle. It was just you know. it, it wasn't that great, but it was one of the few times you saw her in the full two piece costume with the with the star rod and it was this is star girl this is who she is and then you're like oh who's that and that would make you go research and figure out more stuff about her mm-hmm. yeah so that's pretty much a, a, and it's funny because when i first met amanda when i was putting in my starman shoot um i reached out to her and she was like oh thank god you know who i am i'm tired of everybody thinking of a female captain america <laughs> well that's because the first the first nycc that i wore her to we were doing a very large jsa meetup so that we had all of the characters and we had um a big group of us but then when i was by myself and i was just walking around it was you know the peak of the avengers everything was about captain america i had this big white star in this blue suit so they're kind of just and i was just like i'm gonna ignore you people now <laughs> and don't forget you also had the like really blonde hair too well, you know that was a wig <laughs> yeah but still but the point being is you know captain america blonde 
You know? Yeah. You, you, you definitely had the, the Chris Evans snark too. Like, are you Captain America? Are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's funny because when we were, I was putting together my Starman shoot and I, I saw, uh, I don't know if, because I had somebody who was going to be Stargirl and then she dropped out. But she recommended mm-hmm. that, oh, you should talk to Amanda. She does a really good star girl. And I saw Amanda's stuff and I and I reached out to her. I was like, hi, I'm putting together this shoot. I would really love if you'd be involved. Are you interested? And Amanda was like, I don't know this dude, but I'm down to, to get some leeway out of Courtney. And we did the group. And um, we know. Well, I think was- I didn't know you, but I was already going to the con and I knew like four other people in the group. So I was like, okay, this is right. a safe idea. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we all met together and then we were standing in line to meet James. And I, and because I was a generous soul, I was on three hours of sleep. I didn't have anything to eat. I was so excited. I had bought everybody comics of their character from the Starman series for James to sign as a nice Mm -hmm. thank you for believing in my vision and putting up with my insane crap. It's going to get worse. Um, um and amanda got her sign and she was flabbergasted because james really loved that she was star girl um and she got it signed and highlight of a day and she unfortunately misplaced the issue and she got and she was very upset she was heartbroken because she was like oh my god this thing really cool thing happened and and she did this thing and man i'm sorry i'm telling your story while you're here so you're good <laughs> you know, um, it's okay she she reached out to james uh, and kind of talked and you know kind of, and whatnot and he he had a copy of the issue that um he had a copy of the issue on hand and he he signed it for her and he emailed it he mailed it to her personally no, yeah, he sent me a new one. <laughs> nice. He sent oh, wow. a new one. And it was just Very like, good. it was just one of the coolest things. So I've always told anybody, you know, James <laughs> yeah, is no, one of those comic book people that he's worth meeting. You know? Well, one of my favorite pictures still is the picture of me and you walking up to the table and he's pointing like. <laughs> he's just pointing at us like, you, and it's, it's <laughs> And it's just both of us, and I'm kind of looking at her like, it's okay. I I know him. You you can you can think. Rich, Rich, you you literally kind of are giving me like some watching Obi Wan vibes this entire time. You're just sitting there against the brick wall, your hat on, like, look at these young enthusiastic. It's all in. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not super versed on Star Girl, and I'm just taking it all in. I know. I'm just saying. It's just funny because you just like, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> it's all good. I'm gonna start my shift later, cab style soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Waiting for your uh, cameo in uh, Moon Knight. Oh yeah! Hey, Jake. What? Right, Jake Loxley. Right. You know what's funny? I saw this fan theory that that some people claim we've already seen Jake that during um one of his Harrow Mind episodes, one of his like they tried claiming one of his scenes, his accent changed 
And some people try claiming like it was the one where he almost stabs him with the the um the whatever the award. Yep. Like, oh, he's got like a different accent. He seems disoriented, all this stuff. Yeah, catch it. Right, right. Yeah, we go from bandage to no bandage from scene to right. scene. Right. So, you know, oh. there was that. And then they tried claiming that. And then the director, they're like, oh, is this that? And the director was just, no. <laughs> so it could be a misdirect, you know, because it wouldn't be the first time they said, oh, that thing's not happening. You see the, you see the thing. That's clearly happening. You lie. What was bouncing? <laughs> what was bouncing around in that crypt, though? I know. I, oh, I, yeah. It's got to be him. Uh, and now I have a theory. It's either him or the most unexpected thing. His third consciousness is a little girl. Now that was a thing in some Moon Knight comics that one of his consciousness was a child, and in that it was um, it was a, like a redheaded girl. It was in the Ultimate version of him so i would i would be like wow okay this is interesting but you know rich uh fun uh, a lot of people have been mentioning that moon knight is marvel's first um jewish superhero so right so i mean you know he had the shiva and he had the yarmulke on his head i was like okay subtle yeah yeah. first one in in the mcu right Right, because what year did that first Moon Knight series start? Eighty-one. Um, eight, uh, he's like eighty, eighty-one. Yeah. Now is that before Contest of Champions? Because at Contest of Champions, we had Sabra. <sighs> I don't remember. I, I, that I think that was the one from what we read. That was the first, and then I think Contest of Champions happened after. Okay. I think my brain is like reviewing the timeline and I'm just like, <sighs> I'm no good with. Yeah. Well, w- what we read was definitely the first cause it was, Oh yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't alternate, um, identities. It was alternate costumes. Yeah. 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 But I, like I said, back to me, I'm thoroughly pumped. Uh, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm just going to say this. That's my favorite MCU series so far. Mm-hmm. Like hands down, between that Isaac is really doing a tremendous job. Yeah, he is. Although I will agree to this, I do agree with Mitch's criticism that for a series of Moon Knight, we really don't see a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah, but same thing. This is Fett. the first time I've actually really disagreed with Mitch on his reviews. Like I was like, "Wow, Mitch is like," I'm like, "I'm loving well, but, this show." Well, well, but I feel like again, it's because we're establishing the character, so it's like I see his point, but I'm still loving the series. Oh, like, they they did change uh, something this week. They changed the trailer for from uh series finale to season finale oh so probably got approved for a new one yeah so uh no guarantees hippopotamus lady she is amazing (laughs) tremendous with her little ears flickering and just all the detail they put into her is really i i will say that i do love that when the show actually makes me laugh like when he calls harrow ned flanders (laughs) i kind of chuckle (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I was like, because, you know, sometimes Marvel will just go a little too ham on the humor, especially during some dark moments. Because, again, you know, we can't go full dark because we're Disney and we got to get our families, you know. Um, 
Which is funny because me and Amanda, when we were talking about that, the third season of Stargirl is going to be shown on HBO Max. And I was thinking like, okay, we're not on CW anymore, so let's go. But Amanda brought up the point that probably they wrote it while they were still with CW. It was written, it was written and filmed, and it was supposed to come out in, on CW in November. And then now with CW canceling everything, they switched to HBO Max. So it's still going to be the same content as if it was filmed for kids. But possibly if it gets renewed for a four, it could be a little bit better. Now, is, is Flash the last bastion, or did that get canceled too? No, they, it's still going, but they they their season has been they they have a, a shorter season, which to be honest, I should have been doing all the time, but we're not going to go there. Um, yeah, so it's a shortened yeah, season line. That up to finish anyway. <laughs> yeah, because that that the Flash will literally be the last one out. Which is these shows get yeah. good. I'm going to have so much to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I haven't oh, watched yeah. The Flash since like season three. Arrow since season like four or five. I missed four. Four was yeah. Damien Dark. That's kind of when yeah. I stopped. I was like, <laughs> magic? No, no, yeah. it was too much. <laughs> it, it, it just it, Leo, you nailed it right. There was just too many filler episodes. Like in the beginning, yeah. every episode was crucial, you know. But then before you knew it, it was just like. Couldn't we solve this in like two episodes? Like they they and they kept building up their bigger things. Like oh, Savitar, and then oh, I'm just the you know the Spider-Man three clone of Barry. Great. <laughs> oh, uh, um, the Thinkerer. Oh, I just you know I'm gonna replicate the season one Flash. Oh, here's a bunch of new metas. Oh, I'm gonna absorb all of them. Um. And then after that, I was like, "Okay, cool. Are we are we done? There's there's, <laughs> oh, more. there's more. Like after for me, after Crisis, I was like, everything's all the same universe. Great. Bye. Well, and then we get like Supergirl disappears. Like she's not yeah. even mentioned in uh, Superman and Lois now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I, I was uh, I heard a interview with. Um, the guy from the Goldbergs and he was talking about how what Jeff Garland no 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 the the actual Goldberg the guy oh, that Adam, the real yep. Adam F. Goldberg yep uh where, where he was talking about how his show is essentially like the last of you know the long seasons um because those shows were made for syndication Mm-hmm. And we're getting to the point where there's no syndication anymore, no yeah. cable, no, you know. It's uh, yeah, everything's put onto a platform and just run forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say, sadly, I do feel the Goldberg should end soon. I'm, yeah, I love that show. I, I stopped watching. Isn't mm-hmm. what's his name off of it now? Like, yeah, Jeff Garland yeah. out. Yeah, he completely like, kind of like. Called in on the last season and stuff. No, well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He he was booted. There was some uh, some allegations against him. Yeah, 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 improper conduct. Yeah, they 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 essentially just booted him from the show. Uh, Just used some B roll to fill him in for some uh, some 
episodes. Uh, there was even one episode where it was obviously a stand-in. It was uh, yeah, you know, the, the wedding, I think it was. But, um, yeah, good times. Death of television, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, uh, we have uh, kind of sad news this week as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, we got, we got, we got to bring that up. Um, we had the, uh, untimely. Well, I don't know what untimely because he was eighty years old. But uh, he did not like. Every time I saw him, he looked way younger than that. And yeah, I'm Neil Adams, the yep. uh, most famous for his Batman work, and uh, in fighting for the rights of uh, the original Superman uh, creators, uh, mm-hmm. Schuster and uh, Siegel Quartz. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, definitely a blow. Yeah, look at all those beautiful covers that he did. He was an amazing and, artist. And uh, I experienced him many times at Terrificon and, and a couple mm-hmm. other cons. And it's interesting. They would say he had so many tables, they would call it a battleship. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the anyone... artist fondly named it the battleship. Yeah, did anyone else? I mean, I met him like twice, oh. I think. I mean, Rich, yeah, and he was, he was always really nice. I just, I I've just always know. heard war stories from other people, but yeah, to me, he was like, dude, I just he did free art for my kid. So like, uh, like, uh, yeah, that that's unheard of, Jeremy, because the the man. Uh, no, like, I, say, he, I got he it right here. Charge. He liked to charge. Man, he's he. He he's did that for charge. my son. Like, yeah, that's awesome. He started drawing it, and I went to be like, "Uh, I don't have the money for that. And he was like, Chill out. (laughs) I was like, Okay. Wow. Look at that. That's a gem, man. Because I got one autograph from him, and it was like, at the time, it was like 25 bucks. And then I saw it was like 30, maybe more if it was graded. And I was just like, I'm good. When I first started going to see him about 10 years ago, it was like five bucks. It, it gradually went up five dollars each year from that point but um i gladly paid every time too it's it's funny because i rich we of course and amanda we all know somebody who's a big green arrow fan who um he has his boxing glove signed by everybody including uh neil neil, Adam, um, neil. Mm-hmm, all of them and uh and i i remember Cause I found out, I think I found out through, cause I'm on the dorkening chat. So, you know, somebody posted it and I was like, God damn it. Another one. Um, I was like, 80 not a bad run, but that's still, come on. Um, yeah. you know, but I was just like, God, oh, man, Denny O'Neill. And then the, 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 I will say, well, the one person who's been posting the best tributes, Walt Simonson, if you guys haven't yeah, yeah. read, He's been posting some great stories. And like I said, everybody has good stories. Everyone has bad stories. You know, if the most that you can say about the guy is that he charged a little too much for his John Hancock. I mean, there are worse people at cons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People still got to eat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, he's uh, he wasn't working anymore. So it's, you know, the cons is... Where you make your well, money. There's a lot of people that do the cons. They're not doing it just for, like, that's mostly how they stretch out their career so they can retire. 
Exactly. Pretty much. It, and yeah. that's the thing, you know, it, it's a business, you know, you gotta kind of make back what you spend on the table. I mean, Mitch isn't giving those tables for free. He's not, I mean, I mean, I would love to see him in at Mohegan Sun, just, hey, you want a table? You want a table? You see him. Hat on, maniac energy. You is like an Oprah Winfrey of con tables. You get a table. You get a table. You get a table. Welcome to Terrific Con. Like I'm gonna go but do also, everything. And also, they don't need to work this all of them themselves. There's a lot of times where they have their own people or their own coordinators that make rules for them. I remember one time when I met uh, Michael Rooker at a con. We had to take a picture like in the corner where his like people couldn't see otherwise he'd have to charge for it because right. that's in his contract yeah. <laughs> oh my god i remember that i i was at atlantic city boardwalk con my friend sarah yep. just saw him just chilling and she just walked up and was like can i get a photo with you and he just bam um he was just he was doing yeah. every everybody that con as long as as long as his people didn't see and the guy that like made him charge for people wasn't watching he would just take a picture with you <laughs> uh, but amanda listen you understand we had a mary poppins cosplayer on and <laughs> he lost his mind when he saw her i mean leo and rich you remember this he he oh my god she showed us the video he was Mary Poppins, y'all, that night. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was real. But I was dressed um, as Rocket that con, and he called me over from across the floor. There you go. Yeah, you were, you were adorable, little raccoon there. Eyes and everything. <laughs> you were like, you were Robert Pattinson before he put on the mask. Um, but I will say this, though, Amanda, I do hope that one day you get to meet Jeff Johns and tell him. And just tell him how much I get to meet him. I listen. I I said it because I I've entered the raffle anytime I was in Comic Con, and one of them was to get Jeff Johns uh, autograph. I told Amanda that I valued our friendship that much that if I had won it, I would have given that to her. We we tried. Like I I, I dressed as Star Girl that con on purpose just in case I just happened to see him there. <laughs> and it's it's funny. By the way, guys, you don't know this about Amanda, but Amanda, for Stargirl, she's terrified of heights. Uh, <laughs> absolutely terrified of heights. Um, but we have this tradition that we always take photos and she sits on my shoulder and and we do a photo and she's holding the star rod and it, it's beautiful, and I, I, you know. Um, but the first time we did it, she was like, no, I'm absolutely not. I'm terrified of heights. Like, you're gonna drop me. You're very tall, you know? And I, I had learned how to do this um, from uh, Rich, from Mike Burns, who is the master of the shoulder sit, mm -hmm. uh, as you've seen at many cons. Um, and he showed me how to do it. And I was like, I, I promise you, I won't drop you. She said, if you drop me, I'll fucking kill you. She was just like, the Staten Island came out. Just like, I will fucking kill you. Like, like, and I, and I didn't, but the entire time, like if I moved an iota, like her hand would just clamp on my head, got my goggles on. So then that would, yeah, like, don't, don't and that my way. goggles would slide forward. And I'm like, and now we're both done. Cause I can't fucking see. Um, but we did get it to the point by the last con, you were able to walk around the con floor with me on your shoulder as long as Kevin and, made sure I didn't fall. Yeah, there, there, there's trust now. That it's I won't kill you, but I will definitely punch you somewhere sensitive now. Right like, now, Drew, you just dropped. Now, now, Mandy, you're you live in Staten Island. 
Not anymore, but I did. You grew up there? Yep. All right. So Pete Davidson or Colin Jost? <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I really like Pete just because he's very um he's very the way I grew up. Like if you ever watched his movie, The King of Staten Island, and you've yeah, watched the it. character. So you watch the character like him and his friends, like that's how I grew up. That's what I used to do. That's how I spent my weekends. Like that was my life. Okay. You were tattooing miners <laughs> so, at a beach? <laughs> I wasn't tattooing minors. I was the minor getting tattooed. I have so many jail work ink. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. <laughs> Dear God. Did not know. Right. Like, like that. That literally, like, that's Staten Island. Like, that's the lifestyle. Like, it was a very true to like growing up their story. I gotcha. Cool. Yeah, now she's in Arizona, everybody, where it's permanently 88 degrees every day. Listen, it's still sunny by me. Do you see this? The sun, it's still out. <laughs> it's not dark here yet. <laughs> well, you're in a different time zone. She's three yeah. hours behind. I, I, th- isn't some parts of Arizona, they don't obey the... Yeah, they uh, don't. Do they like we, the whole state. <laughs> the whole state. That's awesome. So, so we switch time zones. So in the summer, we're on Pacific Standard Time, and in the winter, we're on Mountain Standard Time. Oh, okay, so you do still do like a time switch. Well, our time stays the same all year. Just the hour difference between us and New York changes. So right now, we're three hours behind. But once you do your daylight savings time, you'll go to two. Gotcha. We're getting right of it one day. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> still get it one day. Yeah. Well, I, I heard everybody's getting rid of daylight savings time, and then you'll all be like Arizona. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Never. What do you think, Leo? Are, are we crowbarring this? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. Uh, so uh, so we give... Uh, crowbar. Crowbars. Uh, crowbar, crowbar, stars, whatever. Yep, uh, out of five. So we will let our special guest go first. Uh, what would you give this book uh, out of five? Out of five for Stargirl? Um, so I'd probably give this one like a four out of five because, like I said, you got to go for the five out of five for the later issues. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Drew. You know, I'm going to go with the same as my guest, not just because she's my friend, but I think that's a fair assessment. It's a strong start, but as the series goes on and you really see Courtney develop from brat to brave new hero, you really start to connect more with her. And plus, she gets along with Pat better. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's better. It's it's more of a work together relationships than I hate you kind of thing. It's good. <laughs> so four, four crowbars. Four crowbars. I'm going to give this 3.85 myself. Uh, very close to four. It was, uh, but it's, it was a fun read, you know, and the artwork was, uh, it was very cartoony. Uh, so, I mean, that can, you, you can either love it or, or hate it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good read. Uh, Velvet. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the uh, 3.75 crowbars. Uh, again, uh, a fun read, um, but I, I want more. So perhaps I'm going to have to take Manda's advice and delve a little deeper into the series. Get more. <laughs> All right, Jar Jar. 
Jeremy, what do you I'm think? I'm going to hit it with the lowest and be a three. I began to enjoy it more towards the end of the story for the name drops and stuff. And But it was... Maybe I'm on the level where I need to read more, but it wasn't... Uh-huh. Keep reading. Keep reading. But... Uh, yeah, I, I have to say I appreciate getting more of the comic knowledge because it's not something I normally would read. So it was definitely good to get a lot of these older characters, too, that are in it are great to hear about. And Shazam's in it. And that was great. Yeah. Um so uh, I picked this book this week, and uh, it's actually because I was looking for a Jeff Johns book. And uh, I, I've never read this, so I figured, uh, you know, this seemed like a, a good good add to the, uh, to the list here. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay. Very cool. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from Superman and Batman like you asked. <laughs> Aquaman. Correction. That's what our clown friend asked. Okay, you can still enjoy it. Um, so it, it was a flip between either this or his Aquaman run, uh, or Capes. Capes is good. That would be cool. You know what also would be a good not Batman but Batman centric thing if we did something from Gotham Central. That's a great book. If you like detective stories, that. Gotham After Dark was pretty good too. Or I will Gotham also, at Midnight or something. I will also say this. I've been reading Batman Nightfall finally. Dear God, that's a slow read. <laughs> I should let you use the CD. It's a lot better when you have to listen to it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm reading it and I just, I kind of hear Velvet's criticism like, we just need a little less Batman. And I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend us reading it. I mean, it's good, but there's just so much like, I don't care. I, I just get me to where Bane breaks him, you know? And then it's like, you know, like and, and, and there's so much, like fortunately I'm using the site that my, my job lets me use. So I'm like, okay, great. Everything's there. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read all of it. And I'm just reading it. And I, I think I'm up to the point where Azrael shows up with his suit and beats Bane. Uh, and I'm just seeing this thing. And I'm like, this is so 90s, it hurts. <laughs> like it's pointy. There's like a billion pockets on this thing. The cape, he's got the gravel voice. He's got claws, he's shooting things. Like I half expected Spawn to pop up and be like, hey, you, you know, some, some Rob Liefeld. Violator. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just reading this and I'm just thinking like, like Bruce, please, for the love of God, get your back fixed. Like, <laughs> like so we can like, you know, and it, it, don't get me wrong, it's not bad. It's just like, there are so many books and like, oh, this took place over a six month period. I'm like, okay, but I don't need to know every week. Right. Like, and then you got the prelude you need to read. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've read the prelude. Okay. That drove me nuts. Like, Leo, I'm a completionist. I'm seeing all of it. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> this is on the, I'm not recommending we read this. Okay. Like, well, so, so I have a question. Uh, so I'm, I, I am 
I still need to get y'all a list of, of some picks. And I, I think I've come across some, some good books that are not Batman. Uh, but one thing, have you all read uh, Secret Origin? Superman Secret Origin. No. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Is that the the um is that the one where Superman is like in the real world? Stuart Emmerman did it? Uh, be, uh, Gary Frank. It's a is that an Elseworld? Uh I th- it might be an Elseworld. Oh, because I know there's oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Leo, I'm thinking uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Leo, I'm thinking secret identity. There was an yes, Elseworld. That was it. My bad. Sorry. Cross okay. the lines. Um, I think I'm going to add that. Uh, it's very uh, Christopher reeve Very good read. Uh, okay. I know we're getting ahead of things, but still. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, well, I will say this. Uh, Amanda, thanks for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. You know. Thanks for so. the invite. Nice oh, chatting with you. Thank you. you know. So I know we have your information in show notes, uh, but Amanda, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Well, uh, mostly anything comic or cosplay related is on Instagram. So that's that Amanda, the Martian link that you guys left. <laughs> Sounds good. Jar Jar. Comic book lovers, buy, sell, trade auction on Facebook. Come in, uh, buy, sell, or trade some comics. Awesome. True. Don't film me. Um, I'm on Facebook barely. Um, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Ghostbuster Man 1984. You'll hear it again. Don't worry. Um, I do a lot of stuff with Screen Rant. I do things here. I'm generally tired, as you can tell. Got <laughs> um, a lot going on, and there's only one of me so far. <laughs> just make sure there's no fly in the chamber so uh, you know what leo that don't don't put my don't put don't you put that on me ricky bobby don't you put that on me <laughs> velvet what up peoples here we are every tuesday night here on the splash pages is where you can find me the award winning splash pages no less uh, you can find me on the gram, Velvet Joker 2021, for the good stuff. And you know, for the bad stuff, you got to go to Ghostbuster Man 1984. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. It's true. It's true. I have this reputation. I can be a son of a bitch. <laughs> we love you regardless. And uh, for me, just Google Leo Pot and you find a bunch, bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say it's which totally is true. <laughs> but I run a little thing called the Dorkin and Podcast Network. Uh, we got a ton of shows on the network, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff, including these fine gentlemen here. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, Thanks, Ian. Peace out. Good night. Mm-hmm.